This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Friday, October 7th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Groundwater wells decline. California targets illegal pot growers. Proposition 12 positioning and actions coming on Biden food strategy. Groundwater levels plummet in Tulare Basin. More than 40% of the groundwater wells in the Tulare Lake region have dropped more than 25 feet in the last three years. That's according to a new report from the Department of Water Resources. In 2021 alone, 71% of the wells in the region had declining levels. More than a third of the wells statewide fell at least five feet in the past year as farmers and communities rely on pumping to offset surface water scarcity. Currently, 64% of California's wells are below the normal levels. More than a 1,000 wells went dry during the water year that ended last month. Keep in mind, according to DWR, a growing body of evidence suggests the current drought is actually an extension of the 2012 to 2016 drought, creating the most severe mega drought in at least a thousand years. Newsom targets illegal pot farms. Governor Newsom has launched a cross-agency task force to combat illegal cannabis groves and the cartels behind them. The Department of Cannabis Control is spearheading the undertaking alongside the Department of Fish and Wildlife and the Office of Emergency Services. Police chiefs, sheriffs, federal officials, CDFA, and more than a dozen other agencies, they're coordinating on the enforcement effort. The administration is targeting illegal growth sites as well as the supply chain that delivers production to consumers. The illicit activities draw human traffickers, illegal firearms, and drug smugglers. DCC Director Nicole Elliott says this causes, quote, pervasive harm to California communities, the environment, consumers, and legal cannabis businesses. Prop 12 backers defend the case ahead of SCOTUS arguments. A second big Supreme Court case for agriculture is coming up next week. This one involves California's Proposition 12 requirement for animal housing. The National Pork Producers Council and American Farm Bureau Federation are urging that the law violates the Dormant Commerce Clause because, quote, of its extraterritorial efforts on the industry, including its ban on the sale of pork in the state that the offspring of sows raised in gestation crates. Attorneys who wrote the brief supporting California's position stressed yesterday that Plot 12 is neither protectionist nor discriminatory. It applies to all pork products regardless of where they are produced, said Brian Fazell at the Constitutional Accountability Center. Fazell said the Supreme Court, quote, has never invalidated a law like Prop 12 under the Dormant Commerce Clause, and that if the court rules for NPPC, states would be significantly hampered in passing health and safety laws protecting their own residents. What happens on Tuesday? Well, Timothy Bishop of Mayor Brown in Chicago gets 20 minutes for NPPC and AFBF, and the U.S. Solicitor General will have 15 minutes. California then gets 25 minutes in response, and the Humane Society of the U.S. will have 10 minutes. The U.S. is backing NPPC and AFBF in the case. Farm groups digging through H-2A rule. 
Farm groups are poring over a new 594-page Labor Department rule that tightens regulations for employers of H-2A workers. Among other things, the rule clarifies the requirements for housing and meals. It also makes clear that agricultural associations that apply for H-2A workers on behalf of member growers can be held liable for violations of regulations by individual farms. The new regulations take effect next month. The timing matters. The new regulations will apply to farms seeking workers who are needed more than 90 days after the rule takes effect. I do take note. The advocacy group Farm Worker Justice says the department intends to issue additional regulations addressing worker protections. Sam Peek, an immigration policy specialist with Americans for Prosperity, said the new regulations will already make the program harder for farmers to use. You could read our full report at agripulse.com. U.S. walnut exports to China continue to decline. U.S. walnut exports to China will continue to decline in the 22-23 market a year. China produces more, and Chilean exports take advantage of a significant tariff advantage, according to an analysis by the USDA's Foreign Agriculture Service. Chile has overtaken the United States as the largest walnut supplier, largely because of bilateral free trade agreement that allows Chilean walnuts to enter the China market at zero tariffs, according to to FAS. Chinese tariffs on U.S. walnuts range from 64% on shelled nuts, 74% on in-shelled nuts, as exporters continue to bear the burden of the trade war that erupted during the Trump administration. Lawmakers see disaster aid in omnibus. A veteran Republican of the House Ag Committee, North Carolina Representative Dave Rouser, expects ag disaster funding to be included in an omnibus spending bill that Congress needs to pass in December. Speaking in an interview with this week's AgriPulse Newsmakers, Rouser cautioned that an estimate of the needed funding hasn't been finalized. We'll just see what we need moving forward on the agriculture front, he said. Newsmakers will be available later today at AgriPulse.com. Biden administration looks to carry out food strategy. Laura Carroll of the White House Domestic Policy Council says we can expect announcements from federal agencies in coming weeks and months as they carry out the administration's national strategy for addressing hunger and diet-related diseases. One under-the-radar part of the strategy mentioned by Carroll in a conference call yesterday implementing and updating federal food service guidelines in federal facilities that promote fruits and vegetables, whole grains, low-fat dairy, and low-sodium options. Carol said, we certainly know that the federal government has incredible procurement power. Participants on the call said that with the conference still fresh in people's minds, they plan to push for a continuation of the flexibilities implemented during the pandemic so families can access benefits more easily. Here's today's He Said It. By improving H-2A program regulations, we are strengthening our worker protections, meeting our core mission. That Labor Secretary Marty Walsh on the final rule announced yesterday. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Friday, October 7th. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit agripulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Chuck Allen.